Welcome to the Practically Sane Podcast, your home for all things secular, addiction recovery, and mental health. My name is Jeffrey Munn. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am a recovering addict, and I am the author of Staying Sober Without God, which is a secular approach to the traditional 12-step program known to many as Alcoholics Anonymous, although there are many offshoots that deal with different substances. And I am a uh, fellow human seeking wellness, seeking mental health, seeking peace and happiness on a daily basis. Talking about mental health, helping others sort through life's craziness, um, using practical psychology-based methods is my passion. And therefore, I created this podcast. My intention with this podcast is to regularly discuss different mental health topics and to provide my take on them and to also put myself out there to receive feedback from other people, answer questions. Uh, I want to interact with my listeners. At some point in the future, it would be lovely to have guests and have discussions, possibly even debates on this show. Um, But in the meantime, I'm just going to try and put out a weekly episode that discusses some aspect of mental health. And I originally wasn't sure if I wanted to do general mental health or focus only on addiction recovery. And I found that if I wanted to focus only on addiction recovery, it eventually fanned out into other areas of mental health anyway. It always came up. And so I figured I would just focus on general mental health, um, but make it specifically clear that, you know, addiction recovery is a big part of what I what I talk about and my roots and my early story. For the first episode, what I really wanted to talk about was uh, secular recovery, which is for any of you who are listening who know me already. That's probably how you know me is through my book, Staying Sober Without God. And the primary focus of that book is secular recovery, recovering from addictions, compulsions, without buying into the traditional 12-step reliance on God or a higher power. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that in this podcast um, to just rehash some of the stuff that I've talked about in my work and also give sort of a synopsis and and a general broad overview of my ideas around that to new listeners. To start, I want to say very clearly that I believe recovery from addiction is absolutely possible for anybody without having to believe in a God or higher power or anything supernatural. Having said that, I think that faith can be helpful to many people. And for people who find faith helpful, I say, good on you. You know, do what works, do what makes you feel better, do what makes you happier. However, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of people who take a faith-based approach to recovery impose that faith-based approach on others. And you'll see this a lot in traditional 12-step programs where people are told very 
forcefully often that they are not going to get better unless they surrender their lives to God. And they'll sometimes, you know, walk that back a little bit and say, well, we don't mean, you know, God, uh, a Catholic God or a Christian God or Judeo-Christian God. We mean a God of your understanding, you know, but, but almost always that means at the end of the day, some sort of Abrahamic type God who's watching over you and loves you and, you know, can often interact with the world in ways that uh, change your life situation, can directly intervene in your life. I don't think that's necessary for recovery. If it helps you, more power to you. If it drives you crazy, like it did for me and many other people, welcome. You're in the right place. Now, I will undoubtedly get emails, tweets from people who insist that I am killing addicts and alcoholics because the only possible way for an addict or an alcoholic to really achieve sobriety and long-term mental health is through God. And to those people, I say, you are the exact reason I need to be here. Because that is a message that is sent every day to thousands or tens of thousands of new addicts who are seeking help. And in my personal experience, that drove me away from getting help. And as a therapist, I've worked with many people with addiction issues who also have found that approach to drive them away. Not only that, but I've talked to people who flat out say they will never go to a 12-step meeting because of all that God stuff. So there has to be an approach that doesn't involve that. There has to be a path for people for whom that approach doesn't work. There needs to be a path for everybody. If anything, I would say that is my ultimate goal, is to provide everybody with a path to recovery, sobriety, mental health, whatever it is you're seeking, without having to place your faith in a supernatural being. When I first got into the 12-step program, um, I was very beat down, as many people are who get into the program. And I was desperate to try anything that helped. And I heard so many people saying, you know, this is the way. Look at these steps. And the steps almost always had, you know, or they always had, the steps are the same in pretty much every program. The steps had God in, written in at least half of them. And I was like, well, this seems to be working for other people. A lot of people really uh, insist on it. It's uh, you know, There's a lot of peer pressure. Everyone's saying the same thing. I'm going to give it a shot. And I really did. I really put a lot into praying regularly. I, I took their suggestions. I tried to turn things over to my higher power in, in the best way that I could understood what that, understand what that even meant. And... Over time, it just kept feeling like I was forcing something that wasn't authentic to me. It just felt fake. 
It felt forced, contrived. The phrase I use that I think describes it perfectly is I was trying to shoehorn God into my life. I was trying to wedge him in because everyone was telling me he needed to be in there. And I was really trying to, even though it never felt right. Always felt unnatural, awkward. And eventually it pushed me out of the program. It pushed me out of recovery altogether. And I started using again um, because I said, screw this. I started hanging around with people who were not in any type of recovery whatsoever, what people in the 12-step programs will call normies, although I've come to since realize that nobody is normal, and that's a good thing. But I would hang out with people who were, let's say, non-addicts, and I eventually you know, fooled myself into thinking that I could use in a way that was safe, moderate, whatever. I tried. About two weeks in, things fell apart pretty quickly. I was back to using exceedingly regularly, uh, making an ass of myself, passed out on the floor, all the things that happened before when I was in the depths of my addiction. All happened very quickly. And so I realized, well, this isn't going to work. So I've got to get sober. I I have to be sober because there's no amount of drinking, using, that I can seem to do safely without it quickly devolving into uh, total chaos and me being in a state of oblivion for the majority of my waking hours and sleeping hours and halfway in between hours. So I went back to the program, uh, but I was also getting a, a therapy at this point because I wanted to try something different. I wanted to try a different approach. I wanted a different way to conceptualize what was going on with me. And after a few not-so-great therapists, I found some therapists that were really, really great and had an understanding of addiction from a 12-step perspective, but also just from a common-sense psychological perspective. And what I learned is that addiction is not some mystical... For me, it was not some mystical ritual malady, some some God-shaped hole, which is the word they like to use, a phrase they often like to use, in my soul that needed fixing. It was a mental health condition. And the way to make it better was to improve my mental health and to identify the root causes of this behavior. Why was I so magnetically drawn towards using and towards things that numbed me out and took me out of reality and helped me escape the present moment. There was nothing extremely mysterious any more so than any other mental health condition. Obviously, mental health itself is still a mystery in a lot of ways because we don't know everything and we're always trying to learn more and the human brain and the human mind is infinitely complex. So we we by no means have this down perfectly But I came to believe that a common-sense psychology-based approach to recovery was not only possible but ideal for me. Not having to force any beliefs in things that just didn't make sense to me. But to look at my behavior, my thoughts, my feelings, the things that drove my behavior, where those came from, what past issues I may need to work through, to stop repeating certain behaviors, it all started to make more sense to me. 
Now, while I was learning about this in therapy, I decided to become a therapist myself because I was so, I, I experienced so much benefit through therapy that I began uh, wanting to become a therapist myself. And so I got into school and I was learning about therapy. I was learning about clinical psychology, all the theories that inform therapists and the techniques that they use. And I found that a lot of what I was learning in school was not necessarily opposed to what I learned in 12-step programs. It was just being presented to me in a different language. And a lot of the things that are presented that were presented in 12-step programs as this sort of mystical, spiritual, higher power type thing, I came to realize really are just common sense mental health concepts that anybody can incorporate into their lives. Many people choose to use religious language to describe them and believe that there's a religious or supernatural component to it, but I found that uh, I didn't think there was. It all made sense to me through a psychological lens. And so I set forth writing my book, Staying Sober Without God, and it was essentially a translation of the 12-step program that took out some of the more religious language and replaced it with more common sense, down-to-earth language, and also added some things that I felt were not adequately addressed in this program that was developed in the 1930s. You know, we'd learned a lo- we've learned a lot about mental health. We continue to learn more about mental health. And so I added some things that I felt were missing. And I released the book in 2018, I think. Was it Jan- I think it was 2019, actually. January 2019. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'll look it up. I released it about three years ago. I'll say that. I released it about three years ago, and it very fortunately did well. It did pretty well. Um, First, I had to do some advertising and some marketing, which I'm not very good at. And uh, the book started to get out there, and then uh, happily, uh, word of mouth started to happen. (laughs) People started to talk about it, and the book started selling more, and I was invited to do talks and go to people's meetings and share and go to conventions and things like that. And, uh, you know, it was great. And I'm very happy to be part of the secular recovery community of which uh, it's, it's a big community and it's continuing to grow. And that makes me happy. Not because I want it to overtake traditional approaches to recovery, but because I want it to be there. I want it to be an option for people who don't feel right taking a religious approach to recovery or a faith-based approach. So that was it. That was that was what motivated me to write my book. And from then on, I've talked to lots of people about recovery and given lots of talks. And I find that I enjoy teaching people about this. I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy debating it. I absolutely do not claim to know everything about addiction or recovery or mental health at all. But what I do know is what has worked for me. And now what resonates with many other people and seems to have worked for them as well. 
And so my plan is to continue creating content that spreads that message, that spreads the message that not just through not just addiction, but all mental health issues can be improved through practical psychology-based measures. And so that's what this is going to be about. It's not necessarily re- a rejection of religion or faith, but it just has nothing to do with it. This is all about practical stuff, ways that you can change your thinking, your feelings, your emotional management, your behaviors to improve your life. So my hope is that you will join me on this uh, weekly journey as uh, I pick a different topic every week to talk about. And um, please feel free to send in questions if there's anything specifically you want to address. I do a much better job answering questions than I do just rambling off the top of my head, as you may already have realized by listening to my monologue. Um, So please send in questions. I love answering questions, and it tends to, A, it keeps me on my toes, and B, it's usually stuff that a lot of other people want to hear as well that I haven't addressed or maybe haven't addressed fully. So please send me questions. Uh, My name, my name, told you that already. My email address is jeff at practicallysane.org. So you can email me there with any questions. The website is practicallysane.org. It has blogs, links to my books, some other resources. Um, I will be posting the podcast up there uh, after I get a few episodes up. And I really appreciate you joining me on this journey. I am planning to set up a Patreon account at some point um, to accept any type of help financially that you all are willing to provide. Um, As much as I love doing this and want to do this regularly, it does take time and it does take resources. And I would appreciate your support. Some of the ways that you can support this podcast are by giving it positive reviews on any of the platforms on which you find it, Um, talking to other people about it, talking to friends, family about it, and you can directly contribute, contribute, you can directly contribute um, financially. Uh, I haven't set that up yet, so if you would like to, send me an email and I'll discuss with you ways that we can do that. But soon I will have a Patreon up and running and uh, we'll be accepting donations through there. So thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the Practically Sane podcast. I hope to have you back. Take care.